Hello and welcome back to Second and Two Podcast. I'm your host, TB. I got my co-host, producer extraordinaire, master of the grills, uh, hat connoisseur, background in business, and as I've said multiple times now, one of the best people I know. Jody, happy week one, my friend. Sheesh, we made it, bro. It's been a long time coming. You know, before we get into football talk, <laughs> before we get into week football one. talk, I thought you were going to say that I got a haircut or something in that you in did? that introduction, which I thought, I mean, granted, I didn't want to air that out. It doesn't matter, but <laughs> I thought I thought it was going to be said in that introduction. You, you pivoted on me. I was like, dang, first time he didn't roll up with something on the fly. Well, it's it's the hat, bro. It's the hat. Yeah, the hat distracted true. me from the from the, uh, the 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 haircut. The haircut does look good, though. Yeah, it, I think it's been like two months since my last one, so I needed it bad. That work, <laughs> they were like, "Yo, you need to get a haircut." And I was like, "Yeah, it's already scheduled for Wednesday. Like, I'll have one the next time I work." Yeah, sounds sounds about right. Um, yeah. So we finally made it to week one. It's like a national sure. holiday. You know, like <laughs> one of the NFL season, um, things kick off. There's stuff to talk about. We're finally here. We're recording on Sunday night right now during the Sunday night football game. It's currently 19 to zero Cowboys. The Giants have looked 26 zero, bro. Okay. So they just scored again, 26 <laughs> to zero Cowboys. So we are not missing much with the Sunday night football game. We may be missing out on some good football tomorrow on the Monday night football yeah, game, but basically sure. Other than those two games, we have seen all of the action of week one. We're here to cover it all. We've got a lot to cover today, jam-packed pod. So we're going to start with a coaching update from me. <laughs> Let's hear it, bro. Um, How'd your team do? I know you told us in the group chat, but let everyone know what you were telling us. Oh, yeah, dude. We're, we're 3-0 and right now. First time the Tribe has been 3-0 and since 2004. Dang. You just shattering like, records out there, huh? Yeah, I was I was like eight years old the last time Morton football was was three and zero. We won our game Friday night, sixty two to zero. First shutout of my career as a defense coordinator. I've had a lot of of games where we we only gave up one touchdown. Yeah, and this is the first time I finally got a, a shutout, which was cool. Um, yeah, that's sick. We uh we're, we've only given up eight points in three games so far. That's crazy. On defense, two points a game on D. <laughs> yeah, we three games, eight points. I mean, we've given up twenty points overall, but the other uh, twelve points came on a kickoff return for a touchdown in our first oh. game. Okay, and then yeah, in the second game, yeah, in the second game we gave up a, a a sack fumble that got returned for a touchdown on offense. Okay. So, other than that, in in that second game we gave up a two point conversion and then a, a touchdown. So we gave up those eight points in game two, but we gave up. Zero on defense in game one, and, and then we actually got the shutout in game three. So yeah, we're doing good stuff. Uh, we only gave up forty three yards of offense Friday night. Hey, so um, passing the ball or running total? No, no. But I mean, like, was that for they, run, the run game or passing? Uh, they got thirty eight yards. They got thirty eight yards on one passing play. So for the uh, rest of the game, they that's got crazy five yards. Other than that one play, I mean, we really did dominate kind of sacks them. or what, or just incompletions. A lot, of, a lot of TFLs, um, a lot of incompletions. Yeah, they only completed I think three passes, and one of them was Dang. for a negative yard gain. So 
Now, I'll, in saying that, we're playing really well, but we're also playing against some teams that are not very good so far, and it's going to yeah. start getting harder. Yeah. And we also could get a lot better. Just, I mean, I know that sounds crazy when I just told you we gave up 43 yards <laughs> of offense, but like we really, there's stuff on film that we yeah, can be better at. As always. And yeah, I mean, we're still not exactly where we need to be if we want to be the team we want to be, but we're certainly getting better every week, and I'm a proud coach right now, so things are going well. Yeah, that's good. What do you got any people on your squad that you think are going to be dogs in the next couple of weeks or that have already shown some glimmers? Oh yeah, our our quarterback mm-hmm. had six total touchdowns. Jeez, he likes to run, huh? Three three rushing, three passing. Yeah, he's a dog. He's a dog. Right. No question. But we got to get to some NFL news, dude. Fact, so, fact. we took last week off specifically so that we could wait to record on Sunday night after week one. So the, what that means is we didn't get to talk about the last two Hard Knocks episodes. So yeah. I figured we could quickly recap final thoughts on the Jets' Hard Knocks. It's still relevant because they haven't played yet. They'll play tomorrow. True. Anything that you true, took true. away from those last couple episodes? Well, I'm going to be honest. I completely missed last week's, but I could go look at my notes real quick from the one before. So let's well, see. I got... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll just say that the two undrafted rookie receivers making the team, which I guess, spoiler alert for you, yeah, <laughs> um, was really cool. Yeah. Um, both both good. those guys, the both those guys made the team, and their friends oh, was that it grew the, friendship on yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. gonna say, yeah, I and they the dudes them. who were playing ping pong and everything. Yeah, yeah, yep. They both made yeah. the squad, which That's is sick. pretty rare. Um, yeah, and I they thought got it was gonna real... be one or the other. The way it was getting like shown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got real props from Rogers too. Their receivers That's coach good. was super hyped for him. Um, that was cool. Our dude, the D lineman, he got cut, but then they yeah. brought him back on the on the practice squad. Practice squad. So that was cool too because they brought him back. Got to see Dalvin really with the Jets finally uh-huh. practicing yeah. and and ready to roll. Um, so there's a lot of good stuff. I think in total, my biggest takeaway though, I think uh, I think Rogers is legit. Yeah, he looked really good in that final preseason game. Like, I don't think he's washed, not yet, anyway. <laughs> and I think that Jets defense is so good that those that combined with Rodgers and Garrett Wilson on offense, yeah, the, the Jets are gonna the Jets are gonna be a force in the AFC. Yeah. They're gonna be someone you got to deal with for sure. Yeah, I mean that the whole AFC is already crazy, but I mean you got that full coming over from the NFC North and takes a team that. Just outside the playoffs with the really good D, and it can only go up from there, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, uh, for the quick notes I had on that on the second to last episode, I don't know if you saw when they were cooking the food, but it looked like they had French toast, PB and J, and that looked like straight gas, bro. I was like, whoa, they just combined some crazy food a, together, the, and it looked that's so the good. of the week right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to try that one yeah yeah no doubt and then uh, oh i don't know about you but they had the sexy red playing at the practice and it's that was in my head for like two weeks so i added that to my my workout playlist my my leg day workout playlist and i just ski everywhere bro (laughs) so i have a quick story about that i teach obviously i teach kids and uh one of the kids in my class absolutely ruined that song for me. 
Really? Because he just comes in. He just comes. Yes, he just. No, he doesn't play it. He's like he's not allowed to play music in the classroom. But he just kept coming into class and going, "Hey, coach, when you're trying to say what's up, ski." And I was like, "Stop! (laughs) It's over now. Like, stop." And then he he just does it every day. And I'm like, "All right, well, that song has been ruined for me. I'm good on that song." It's now. It's funny because he's also one of my players. Yeah. So in the in the game Friday night. He's a he's a kid who's a freshman, and we were winning okay. by so many okay. points. He was so in. he got to go, he got to go in the game. Yeah. And as he was going on the on his way into the game, I told him, "I'm trying to see what's up." Ski, and he was like, "Go!" <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. He was he was pretty hyped, and he actually he actually made a play on a deep ball, so he probably could have picked. Uh, it, oh, he's a he, DB. Yeah. yeah, he's a DB. Nice, nice. So, um, but anyway, continue. I, that was my quick aside. And then uh, the the two dudes you're talking about, I wrote down the NFL players also hate up downs even going forward from high school. <laughs> you know, that was their no. bet in that ping pong game, and they were like, mm-hmm. "Nah, not no up downs." <laughs> nah, nah, still can't do the up downs. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. But yeah, no, I, I got to watch that last episode. Get caught up, and you know, it, it seemed like a really good season of hard knocks i haven't watched the last couple even the in-season one with the cardinals last year i didn't watch that yeah yeah but i I will say it seems like i might have some hard knocks effects on me or the jets are really going to be nice and it didn't matter what we seen because they're going to be for real so that we'll find out tomorrow for sure we will find out we'll do a quick uh roundup of nfl news uh first thing that happened while we were away they got it done last minute. Nick Bosa, highest yeah, paid defensive paid. player in the NFL now. Well, our guy, Joey B, got a deal too. Yep. Yep. 275 with like 220 or something guaranteed. Yep. And Bosa got uh, 170 over five. So 34 mil a year. Dang. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, golly, the, the guys are getting paid. Good yeah, for them. I remember I, I seen a, tw- a tweet on X saying, I remember back when Joey B said he was going to take a pay cut to keep the team. <laughs> I, I, thought you the man say, paid I thought you X. said tweet on X. It still, yeah. it still gets me every time. I told you, bro. They got to name it something different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, in other news, a little bit sadder news here. J.K. Dobbins tore his Achilles yeah, today. Tough. Out for the year. The, the Probably the worst injury of the day. I mean, you got to feel for that guy because he's been in the league. I think this is year three, and it feels like he's had a season-ending injury Ending, every yeah. year. Yeah. I mean, he was really working hard to get back this year, and then he gets to play in game one. He plays well, by the way. Yeah, he's ball. And this is the thing. He plays well every time he's healthy and he gets to play, but he just it seems like he always gets hurt. And yeah, that has unfortunately been the story of the Ravens the last couple of years. They've been really good. Uh gotten injured down the stretch and whether it's been to jk dobbins lamar jackson players on defense like marlon humphrey who by the way is injured right now mark andrews at tight end like they just they can't stay healthy and it's something about it reminds me of when we went that stretch with the niners at the beginning of the shanahan era where they couldn't stay healthy ever and everyone was kind of quarterback is kind of that situation right now to the last couple years so you know i think um you know, praying for a speedy recovery for J.K. Dobbins. Hope yeah. he's hope he can come uh, back next year. I mean, I'm it's sure just a mentally it's tough altogether. Having you make you get to the league right, that alone is something crazy. And then you know you get to play a couple games injured, play a couple games again injured, and 
that definitely takes a cold. We've we seen with Brees Hall on Hard Knocks how his was just last year, right, during his rookie year. Mm-hmm. Multiple, well, and in, multiple ending injuries, that's tough. It's got to be especially frustrating when, when you do play, your, your production is high and you oh, know yeah. you're a good player. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't have, I just want to prove that I'm a great player. And the only thing standing in that, the way of that is literally my body being healthy. Um, I could imagine that being a really, really frustrating, yeah. you know, mental headspace that J.K. Dobbins is in. So hopefully his teammates pick him up because, um, yeah, I could, I could just imagine that's, that's frustrating right now for him. So we'll go maybe some lighter news, some more fun news. Um, our guy Bijan had yeah, a great Bijan, bro. He had a great right. opening opening game. My guy had ten rushes, fifty six yards, six catches, twenty seven yards, and a touchdown. He looked good. Yeah. So on my lunch, I, I pulled up red zone real quick, and that touchdown of his. He had that cut, and I was like, "Oh my god, bro! He's still <laughs> nice. My guy's He's still, still nice." <laughs> It did, yeah, that that jump cut, remember, we yes. talked about it in the draft process. Like, we're like, dude, this guy's jump cut is insane, and it showed up in the first yeah. game. Yeah. And uh, well, I'll get more into it later. But yeah, that, that team, they might be better than I would have expected altogether, but they're also playing the Panthers. I don't want to yeah. Yeah. make it seem like they were balling, balling. Another guy who we really like, Jameer Gibbs. Yeah. Looks good. The Lions did not give him the they ball. Didn't want enough, to, they didn't want to feed free, the man, though. <laughs> free my man, Jameer Gibbs, because he needs more touches. <laughs> His limited touches, he looked really good on Thursday night. Oh, yeah. Also, the Lions won the opener in Kansas yep. City. Big time win. Yep, um, yep. I think probably a bigger win for the Lions than it was a bad loss for the Chiefs, for the if Chiefs. that makes yeah. sense. I, agree I think with that. The, Chiefs, yeah. the Chiefs were missing two of their best players. Kadarius Tony had a worst receiver game we've seen in like Ever. quite some time <laughs> um you know but just props to the lions props to uh yeah to jared goff he's 2-0 and against Pat Mahomes. yeah i've seen that stat it, that's crazy shout out dan campbell faking a punt early in the game on his own like 10 yard line or something on 15 yard line whatever it was i mean <laughs> Balls of steel on that guy, huh? I was going to say the cojones were massive on that play. Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> so big time win for the Lions. Um, again, Jameer Gibbs needs more touches, though. Keep that facts, in mind. Big facts. And uh, I, think the, I think the Chiefs will be okay. I do think their lack of receivers, though, is yeah. starting to show. And that was a concern we had. That was something we pointed out this offseason. So I'm keeping an eye on that because that's still – I, I don't that? think Kadarius Tony is going to be terrible the rest of the way, yeah. but but that was not there a good game. There was one for him. dude. I think his name was Watson. I'm not positive. Yeah, but Watson, number 84. Yeah, he he seemed promising. Yeah, like he was a player who was not bad for them last year. Oh, I didn't even know he was there last year. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, I mean him and Valdez Scantling are serviceable. Yeah. You know, Sky Moore is getting better every day. Really? Um. But I just think that they're right now when Kelsey is not in the lineup, they lack a true they're struggling yeah. number one, and that's where you, where it kind of shows up. Like Tony was open, he just wasn't making plays. What about um, that that run play on like third and short where they they did the little pass from Shoddy and then just went nowhere or something? Yeah, I, I mean, don't remember. people didn't like the play call. Yeah, and but it's funny because at the end of the play, you just see Patty Mahomes just like throw his arms. He's like, "Come on, bro." Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, he was frustrated. Dude, yeah. Dude, how many times in his career have they scored less than 21 points in a game? Uh, Probably very few. I'd like to see that stat. Probably like and, two at the most. <laughs> yeah, and, and he scored 20 points. I mean, that's low for that guy. That's low for him and yeah. Andy Reid. But like I said, that's the infrastructure of Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid is still there, so I'm not panicking on the Chiefs at yeah. all. There's no reason to overreact to that one game. But it is a big win for the Lions because it showed – Win, lose, or draw in that game, they played with the Chiefs in Arrowhead, and they did yeah. come out with the win. So g- big win for the Lions. Um, yeah, no doubt. Uh, going to another game today. I have a question for you, Jody. Let's hear it. Are the Los <laughs> Angeles Rams back from the dead? Everyone was talking about them like they were going to be the worst team in the league this offseason. Oh, got to pay the Pied Piper, all those picks, blah, 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 yeah, blah, yeah. blah. They had a dominating win today in seattle 30 to 13 absolutely destroyed the seahawks in the second half outscoring them 23 to zero in the second half um yeah i know when i left the gym it said that the seahawks only had 10 yards on offense offense in the the entire second half yeah it was insane um the seahawks also lost both starting tackles in that game to injury not sure how severe those injuries are yet happened both of them happened in the in the second half, um, uh-huh. and that's that's a real concern for the Seahawks for sure. Um, yeah, they did not get to debut our guy that we really love, Devin JSN? Witherspoon. Oh no, Devin Witherspoon did not play today. JSN did play, very quiet. I think he had like one catch. Okay. Um, yeah, they I mean, really didn't scheme up to get him the ball. It seemed like um, you know Metcalf had their their one touchdown. Yeah. Tyler Lockett was like okay today. Did he finish but- the game? I, I saw yeah. when I was at the gym, he took like a big hit, like to the head area, and I was like, I don't know. He if he's did. Playing he did rest. come back. They okay. determined it was not a concussion that he took. It was just, I think it was one of those. He it's took a, a really blow tough to the hit. head. Yeah. yeah. And um, so, but just big win for the Rams, and yeah, for sure, it's only Prove week one. It's only week <laughs> one, but I did think it was a you know big time win for them to go into Seattle yeah. without Cooper yeah. Cup. Might I add. And come away with yeah. not just a win, but like but a, a blowout. Yeah. 17-point blowout win. So big win for the Rams. We'll see what it means for Seattle. Um, obviously, the Rams play the 49ers next week. So yeah. we'll really find At out. Home. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that'll be tough. Any other any other news that we got to get to? Uh, did you want to talk Baker real quick? Beating the Vikings on the road? Dude, Baker. Winning <laughs> in Minnesota. That was a shocker. Yeah. I mean, as much as like, hey, the Rams dominating in Seattle was kind of a, a shocker, I think, to most. The yeah. Bucks winning in week one on the road at I wouldn't Minnesota. Have either. Um yeah. they and Baker Baker had a couple plays, man. Baker made a couple plays when they needed him. He looked good. I, can I get <laughs> back in on Baker Mayfield stock? I know I had it for a long time. I finally kind of gave it up and I and then I kind of Tried to get it back last year when he was You're on the You're buying low. You got, you got in at a good time right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weeks like, and he's playing like this. You might not be yeah, able to get in I there. I don't know, dude. Maybe, maybe Baker's it. Maybe Baker's <laughs> coming back. We'll find out. Um, but, yeah, I think that was, a, that was a big one for the Bucks. Good job for them. Again, yeah. can't overreact to week one, but that's a big one. Yeah. I mean, hey, but in order to, you know, not go over, you got to win one. So they started somewhere, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Let's see. I guess did you want since we're talking all this football, do you want to get into that fantasy? Our fantasy that we set up? 
Yes, sir. You got to update the people. Where are we at right now? All right. So currently the score for both our teams are 129.8 for me. I got no one else playing with the team of Jalen Hurts, Josh Jacobs, Christian McCaffrey, A.J. Brown, Tyreek Hill. We got our sub because we got some injuries this week. So Coop not playing got me Tyreek Hill, which was huge. Yeah. Uh, Evan Ingram, Mark Andrews didn't play. I got Jameer Gibbs, Justin Tucker. Yours is 109.14. You're currently waiting on Saquon to finish this game. Oof. You got Patty Mahomes, Nick Chubb, Saquon, as I said, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson. Hawkinson's taking over for Kelsey because he was hurt. Yeah. And we got B. John and Harrison Bucker. You, you know that? Pretty, pretty uh, Chiefs heavy right here, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. The uh, the bummer for me was uh, my guy Jamar Chase. Yeah, had about a probably probably will have had the the worst day he'll have all year. Um, True, and not, you know who it hurt in their fantasy team? Mine. I got yeah. him and Joey B. Those yeah, like twelve points combined, bro. Well, <laughs> I so we didn't talk about this, but I I don't really I've not played fantasy football in a long time. I did this with yeah. you because this is easy. We don't actually yeah, have to yeah. lineups or anything. But my friends from college, they did convince me to join a league this year because they needed one more. And, they, yeah, yeah. and it was kind of a chance to stay in touch with my friends from college. So I was like, all right, this is the first time in about six years that I've played. Yeah. And um, <laughs> they got me to play. And my team was awful today. I had T. Higgins and Drake London. Neither mm. one of those scored a single point. Yeah. So needless Dang. to say, my team did not win. <laughs> hey, I, tell you, I got we Brandon Ayuk on my bench right now, bro. Oh, with he, that he went off. Where, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw um, I saw his touchdown in in my on my lunch break, bro. It was like the Tyreek one we seen too, where it's like last second, just like bloop, right in the pocket, touchdown. Yeah, um, yeah. I I mean we we've got a lot of games to get to, <laughs> so I don't want to spoil anything. There's a lot we're gonna come back to on some of these games, but. We'll just leave the fantasy at that part in terms of the score. But we do have an update. Did we decide what the loser has to get for the winner? Yeah, so if I'm not mistaken, you wanted to – like, so if I lost, I paid for myself to go hang out with you and then buy you dinner out there? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, that's what we settled on. I, I have – so I, what I was going to have in mind – I'm not going to say it all because I, I want to surprise you one day. But <laughs> I, I will, let's just say there's a hat somewhere in the works. Possibly. Down the let's road. go. All right. Love it. So in, in terms of finality here, there's yeah. a hat in the works and the loser will visit the winner and buy him dinner. This is how we're doing this. Yeah. So okay. I, what I was going to suggest originally was we could either a put a price amount on something, right, mm-hmm. on whatever. But we we already got the final answer. But I was gonna say we put a price amount on something, or I was gonna say what I plan on doing in the future. We could by make that the gift. But we we're good where we're at. Okay, I'll surprise right. one day. You'll see. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, so we got to get to awards for this week. Um, if you haven't been listening, if you're new to the pod, you didn't listen last year. We do weekly awards. We got some creative ones. Some of them are inside jokes between me and Jody. Some are <laughs> outwardly classic. jokes that we'll just explain to you. Yep. Um, and others are just 
highlighting fun stuff that happened throughout this weekend, college football, NFL football. Um, obviously, most of them focus on the NFL, but we may throw in sprinkle in some college football here and there. there. Um, our first award is a shout out to our high school head coach. <laughs> we have the Tuqua Gamer of the Week Award. Jody, I'll let you go first. Who was your gamer of the week? So my gamer this of the week this week is going to be none other than Tyreek Hill, who I talked about on my fantasy team, being lucky to have him start. He, you know, he went 215 receiving yards, two touchdowns, and 11 catches. I will say this is this game was on while I was at the gym, so I got to catch a decent amount of it. And the dude's untouchable. So he's too fast. There's a reason he's the cheetah. This dude. He caught a ball in the middle of the field, ran across to the other side, and ran out of bounds untouched. Maybe they touched him on a dude diving, trying to tackle him in the back, and they barely got his jersey. This dude is too good. Like I said, he had that touchdown where last second threw his hands up. Tiny window for this dude to stick the ball in. And I was like, this guy's insane. He's too good. Uh, Trust that Tua will be coming up again later. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tyree kill is a freaking dog. Like that guy. It's like when you watch him, sometimes it feels like he's moving in like times two speed compared to yeah, everyone else. Yeah. Like, it's just like amazing what he's able to do. I don't know that I've ever seen anyone faster on a football field than that dude. It's insane. And Even at his age, he's now 29 going on 30. And this guy's still production miles faster than everyone yeah. else. I mean, yeah, yeah. like, he had arguably the best game of his career today. Like le- legitimately, he was that good. Hit Tua as well. But yeah. again, we'll get to Tua. Um, <laughs> my gamer of the week, Matthew the Soul Snatcher Stafford. All right. <laughs> this guy. This guy goes on the road in Seattle, which by the way is one of the toughest places to play in the NFL. Yeah, 12 He's men. the second oldest starting quarterback in the league. He does not have his top receiver. Cooper Cup is on IR and will miss at least the first four weeks. Yep. And this man absolutely balls out in a 30 to 13 victory. I mean, people were talking this offseason. You know, if you listen to other major podcasts, I won't call them out right now, but a lot of them were saying Stafford was done. Stafford's <laughs> yeah. old. Stafford was thinking about retirement. Stafford can't connect with the young guys on, on yeah, his team. Yeah. Stafford, Stafford took a, a hit to the spleen or whatever it was last year. And, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all that stuff, right? And in the end of the day, the man looks healthy and he looks as good as he ever has. He looks just as say, good it as when like they won some the Lions. Super Bowl. Lions, man. I mean, it was it he had that just, run. He had he, that run. He ran the ball today. He got, he escaped pressure. He was able to throw sidearm. He was fitting the ball in windows. I mean, the guy went 24 for 38, 334 yards. He had three carries for 11 yards. He, he literally, and he did this with, Uka Nakua, who was a fifth-round rookie out of BYU, yeah. and Tutu Atwell, who's in his third season from Louisville, but had not had done almost nothing his first yeah. two years with the Rams. No, and both of those guys had 119 yards receiving today. Stafford was dropping dimes all day long um, with relatively unknown guys. I mean, they did get some hype in training camp, but I yeah. think that was really mostly from Rams fans and Rams people. It wasn't like national news. People know who Puka Nakua is now, and if you play fantasy oh, yeah. football, go go get that dude on your <laughs> on your roster because he Stafford gave him like 15 targets today, and Nakua Dang. was awesome. Yeah. Um, so that's my gamer of the week, Matthew Stafford, going in without his top receiver and winning on the road in dominating fashion. 
<laughs> no, it's very respectable. I mean, like I said, I talked. I'm pretty sure you you missed a rushing touchdown, right? He ran one in, like no. a little punching. No, he he. They did try and sneak one into him, but he didn't. He didn't get in. Oh, didn't okay, okay. Um, and yeah. then he almost had. He didn't have any passing touchdowns today. He was very close on one to Puka Nakua, which would have been like a 50 yard touchdown. That they, they actually, uh-huh. the Rams were very methodical on their drives, and they took two shots. And not neither one of them. They literally both both times the receivers like had the ball in their hands and didn't catch it. Van Jefferson dropped one, dropped one wide open that Dang. could have been a touchdown. And then Puka's was one of those like where he laid out and yeah. the ball hit him in the hands and it would have been a touchdown if he could have brought it like, in. Yeah, yeah, he just couldn't quite get it. So gotcha. Um, yeah, Stafford was was dealing. He didn't have a touchdown touchdown today, but he was he was really good. Gotcha. Well, the next one, we got the Jody's Dog of the Week. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the Dog of the Week, for those who don't know, it's going to be me picking, you know, a player. It could be anyone, honestly, for whatever reason. Maybe, you know, maybe Cooper Cup one day has a, a big block down the stretch on a on a long run from Cam Akers or something. That's That's how this guy gets chosen. But this week, I'm rolling Aaron Jones running back out of the Packers, bro. My guy. Crazy numbers on the man. Too bad, you know, sadly. He got hurt on, he on did. a touchdown run. He did uh pull a hammy, I believe. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm looking yeah. at it now to see if what if we have an update on him. But at the moment of before we started recording, I don't know how these games are going with Tony Pollard or whatever, but our guy Aaron Jones had the most fantasy points of any running back this week. He had nine carries, forty one yards, and a touchdown. With two receptions, 86 yards, and a touchdown. Now, if you if being a two-way back is the way to go this year, that this man showed he could do it. You know what I mean? And the fact that he didn't even get to finish the game and he has the most points in fantasy is crazy to me. So my guy, Aaron Jones, wins the dog of the week. <laughs> Pitbull. Uh, just to give a quick update, Aaron Jones says he felt this is very fitting. Uh-huh. He's your dog of the week. Yeah. When they interviewed him after the game, he said he felt a little bite in his hamstring <laughs> on the touchdown run. So that's fitting. And it sounds like he may be okay and that it was more right. of a precautionary thing that they took yeah. him out when they did because they were winning big when they took him out. So Aaron Jones, maybe He'll has a back. shot to be a dog again. Yes, yeah, sir. He'll be back. All right. The next award we've got comes from me. It's my minor setback for a major comeback of the week. And usually this is either a player or a team that had a rough week, but I don't expect that to continue. Yeah, they're really no good. They're going to they're gonna be fine. And so this week, we got to go to the Bengals and specifically Joe Burrow. Joey yeah. B, Joe Burrow, Joe, Joe, Joe Jose Barose. All right. Um, <laughs> Joe Cool, Joe Shiesty. The, the man who got paid, paid. Uh, Joe, Joe Shiesty himself. Joe Bag. Yeah. So he missed the entire preseason with a yeah. with a calf injury. Um, he really had not practiced a whole lot, it sounded like, up until this week. And I expected the Bengals to start slow. The Bengals have lost three of their last four season openers. Oh, um, they, they played a Browns team that is very talented yeah. that I think people are underestimating. I picked them to go 9-8 and eight this year, and that was really only because of the division they're in is so tough. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're in any yeah. other division, I tell you, I think the Browns are like an 11-6 and six football team. Um, but the Browns are very talented. Their defense is perfectly designed to get after Joe Burrow up front. 
They've got great DBs on the mm-hmm. back end. They're fast at linebacker. Um, and, and you know, Deshaun Watson looked better today for the Browns. Not great, but better and good enough uh-huh. because their defense was absolutely dominant. And I think for the Bengals, their offensive line struggled a little bit. They've got some new guys up front, um, Orlando Brown, you know. And I, it seemed like Joey B just looked a little off today. I don't expect yeah, that to continue, that though. I, I did think the Bengals would get off to a slow start, so I'm not surprised. Yep. Again, all their guys missing preseason, specifically the quarterback, not practicing. It's just hard. It's hard to do that and then just come out and be the best version of yourself. There's a reason yeah. that teams practice. And so Even I had a feeling in that last week, they always get their, their plays in right there to help prepare to get, you know, that slow start mm-hmm. into the next season. So, I mean, I, I did have a feeling the Bengals would start slow before all those reasons, but I don't expect that to last the whole season. Yeah. Um, no doubt. You know, I think by about week three, week four, you'll see Joey B back to being himself and T Open Higgins cigars. and Jamar Chase. <laughs> and yeah, all those dudes will be back. Um, I, I'm not sure. We can look at who the Bengals play next week, but um, you know I expect them to be much better going forward. So minor setback, major comeback, Joey B, and the or uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a no brainer. We we know these dudes are built to to make a nice run. It's just a matter of. Sorry, I was looking at the schedule. It's a matter of them just letting Joe Burrow get comfortable. You getting some reps under him because I mean, with the calf, he probably literally was very limited, just probably throwing the ball, if anything, you know, at practice. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely going to be slow. Next week isn't going to get any easier, though, bro. They're playing the Ravens at yeah. home. I guess that helps a little bit, mm-hmm. but that's going to be a yeah. big game. No question. Big, big game. All right. So our next award. We call this the No Cap Hats Off Award. This is like the most unbelievable play we saw all week. Um, this award goes back to uh, the oh, Jacoby, Jacoby Myers, Myers. intercepted yeah. pass against the Raiders when the Raiders won on the walk-off Chandler Jones last year. It was one of the craziest things we'd ever seen. So we named an award after that play just so we could talk about it. Yeah, And um, so that's where we are. So my no cap hats off play goes this week actually is in college football. Texas, Alabama, Jody, you got the hook them in the background. <laughs> our friend of the program, our guy. How's he feeling, by the way? Mitch, bro, he's stoked. Yeah. Let me tell you, I dude, know during that game, he was hitting us like before it started. He, he sent me a snap saying, oh, big game today. We got mm-hmm. we got Bama. And then, you know, like, I think they were, they had a lead at a half or something. I don't, I couldn't really tell you. Send us another one. Just got to finish out the game. Yep. And then at the end, it, when they won by like 10, he was like, let's go. Hey, <laughs> tell, tell our guy, Mitch, and I hope he listens. Mitch, if you're listening, congrats on the big dub for Texas. They may finally, I don't want to say it and jinx them, but they may finally They're back. actually <laughs> be back. They may actually be back. Um, <laughs> The burnt orange looked good on Saturday. Um, I'll say a couple things, and then I'll actually get to the plays I'm talking about here for our yeah. no-cap hats off. But number one, I have not seen a Nick Saban Alabama team dominated in the trenches specifically maybe maybe since like 08, really. Dang, I mean, seriously. So like early it's been Saban. A, early Saban Alabama. I don't think yeah. I've seen an Alabama coach um, 
or Saban coached Alabama team be dominated up front. Now, even in some of their losses, like even in the national championship loss to Georgia, they were out athleted and and Georgia was faster and and they lost on the perimeter and stuff. Yeah. But even in those games, I didn't feel like they were beat up front. I mean, Saturday night they were beat up front. Okay. Um. So shout out the to big Texas. Fellas. Okay. Yeah, the big fellas for Texas were doing work. Um. The next thing is this: Quinn Ewers, completely different player. Man, looks. Huh? I mean, one he lost twenty pounds. His body looks completely different. It's like he went from like chunky Russ to early career Russ. Okay. And by Russ, we mean I Russell Wilson. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so his body looks completely transformed. He shaved the mullet. He stopped doing a lot of the look at me things. Oh. And he straight up looks like a one, a different person, a different player. He, he was so calm in the game. I mean, Kirk Herbstreit could not stop raving about this guy. And I couldn't even blame him because everything he was saying was true. Every time they needed to play, even when Alabama took the lead in the third quarter, the dude came back, led two touchdown drives like that. Like Dang. boom, boom, and was hitting every throw he needed to hit. Um, Quinn Ewers, different guy this year. I, I think he's he. That is a big reason why Texas may legitimately be back. Is that kid is a lot yeah. better. So shout out to Quinn Ewers. He's actually a part of my no cap hats off award here. In the game, huge play. Texas is winning. They have a fourth and one, right? So Quinn Ewers yeah. gets the snap to QB sneak. Loses the ball. Their running back picks it up, scoops it. It just so happens to go to him, scoops it, and gets the first down. However, the referees blow the whistle and say the ball goes back to the spot of the recovery on the fumble because on fourth down, you cannot advance a fumble forward. Oh. However, however, upon review, it was determined that Quinn Ewers never had possession. Therefore, it's it's he never actually attained the snap because the ball never yeah. got into his hands really. It kind of ricocheted off of him and just happened to go in the running back's hands. Yeah. So what it means is that it, they they said it's technically like a lateral or a backwards pass uh-huh. because he never had possession, which means they did give them the first down. Yeah. That's so crazy. it was a roller coaster of emotions for Alabama and Texas fans because it was a huge play. I mean, like I said, yeah. Texas had the lead. But it was only by three points at the time, I believe. And if they get the first down, they have the ball in Alabama territory with the lead. Or Alabama gets the ball in their territory, depending on that replay and how that gets worked yeah. out. Huge play, yeah. huge momentum. Texas gets the ball. You, I mean, like I said, you couldn't believe that that's what happened. The very next play, Quinn Ewers throws a ball. It gets batted back into his hands. And this guy goes and gets like eight yards after, the, after catching <laughs> his own pass. This is back-to-back plays. I mean, it was that kind of night. Texas yeah. dominated 34-24 in a road win at Alabama, which, by the way, was Nick Saban's first non-SEC home loss since 2008. Dang, more stat nuggets. That's crazy. Huge for Texas. Huge win. Shout out, Mitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is like a little precursor to next year, yeah? Is that when they're ending up there, right? Mm-hmm. They're going SEC? Yeah, SEC, yeah. Yeah, so that that's a... Little little something to watch out for. Speaking of college, real quick, before we get into our next award for the big fellas, let me just say the streaming platforms. I have Peacock and Paramount. I'm pretty sure Peacock has some some college games. They need to figure that out, bro. <laughs> let me tell you. So not only do I get games that have been blowouts so far, but the streaming is terrible. 
You watch okay. three plays and the thing freezes on you. Uh, and then yeah. not to mention the the captions or whatever, closed captions. Like, I should probably turn those off for whatever reason. But they're on and they're like either really behind or it's just not anywhere close to like okay. what has been said in the last minute. I'm like, what is yeah. going on here? All while my game freezes and I, I got to leave, go back, hit watch live. And then it's like the most terrible viewing experience of all time. So streaming platforms, please get it figured out. Yeah, no, no doubt. I agree with you on that. Um, our next award, as you said, it's the Strahan Munoz big fella award. We're talking about O-lines and D-lines. Jody, start with your O-line. Yeah, so normally we like to showcase one dude here, but for me, we kind of touched on this earlier, talking about Bijan. I'm going to go with the O-line for the Falcons just in general. Mm -hmm. I mean, they had two different running backs with a total of over 200 rushing yards. Big numbers from, you know, the the starts on the line for for any rushes, right? The big fellows are in the trenches putting in work for their, their two running backs to go and get the touches they need. They had, uh, what was I going with with this? I forgot to write it down. They had, oh, the, the, the running backs, the two of them. So two out of the top six running backs were from their team in terms of fantasy points this week. Yeah. So Bijan had, as we talked about, the, the catches. In the, he had more catches, really, in terms of his production for running back. But Algier was putting it. He had 150 rushing. On, yeah. I don't know how many carries that, but the D line for the Falcons. Not not only did these dudes put in work, they also took the dub, and you know you could only expect them to to be doing pretty well in terms of this. Also the Panthers, but we're not sliding the big fellas. They they were letting their their two backs get the work in. So Falcons O line, my my Munoz receivers of the week. So I got the opposite side, the stray hand, the D-line of the week. I'm going specifically with my man, Drake Jackson, out of USC, playing for the 49ers. I believe it's year three for him there. Um, we talked about this in the offseason ourselves. I, I don't know if you remember me specifically asking about how good can Drake Jackson be because yeah. you know they lost some players in free agency on that D-line. And so much was made about the 49ers losing some depth on the D-line in the offseason. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to a new, yeah, def- new defensive that. coordinator with Steve Wilkes, all that, right? Mm-hmm. Turns out they're good. They're yeah, real you know. good. <laughs> uh, they absolutely dominated the Steelers today. The, oh, probably yeah. the biggest dominating Crazy. win of the day. 30-7 to seven, jumped on them from the jump in the opener. But Drake Jackson played like a Pro Bowl player today. He ate up all the one-on-one matchups he got all day long. This man had three sacks. He had two tackles for loss, and he had three QB hits as well. So he was getting to Kenny Pickett. He he became Kenny Pickett's best friend today (laughs) uh, because he was was in his ear all day long. Um, The 49ers defense, they're just as good, if not better, than they were a year ago, even without D'Amico Ryan's calling that thing. Steve Wilkes looked good as the coordinator day one. The, the, The 49ers had a great day, but in particular, Drake Jackson. Shout out to that man. He was killing the Steelers online today. Yep. Yeah. We love the domination from him. And that's, that's always fun. Especially the, those stats. That, that's got to be fun being the man making all those plays. I, I remember mm-hmm. when I was on D-line. That was Making a tackle alone was cool. If you're, you're getting three sacks, you're, you're just eating. No well, doubt. And 
and you know he's going to get one-on-one looks all year long because the man who's the highest-paid defensive player in the NFL is on the <laughs> on opposite side. side of it. So, so that guy's getting double teams. You're getting yeah. singled up against – you You should win. I yeah, mean, that's no, for sure. big time for him. Yeah, our next award we're going to take a look at is the Who's Cooking Award. So we got QB, whether chefing up a primo steak or, you know, maybe they, they got a bowl of cereal – and some milk on the side, not even in the bowl because it wasn't looking good all day. So uh, this is better known as the uh, Russell Wilson Award. Yeah, yeah. Because he's both he's been both ends of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's why they're cooking. Let Russ cook. Yeah. Let Russ cook. So for me, it's probably gonna come to a shocker to most people, at least myself for sure. I'm going with Mac Jones out of uh, the Patriots. My dude, you know, I- I'm gonna say my expectations for the Patriots weren't good, especially with them playing the Eagles this week. Uh, you know, I figured they were going to eat up that that team. I don't know. We could give credit to having a new OC for the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, Bill that's O'Brien. a possibility. Uh, but Mac Jones, he went 35 for 54, 316 yards, three touchdowns. Did have one pick, but three tutties on 300 plus yards, two rushes for two or sorry, for 15 yards. And let's just say that he, you know, one expected ex exceeded my expectations. The tongue twister mm-hmm. there, and two, it was just the, when when they're playing the Eagles. You know, we expect them to have a good D. Jalen Hurts, we expect to light it up. Jalen Hurts didn't throw for nearly as many yards as this. He threw for like half and did more like running the ball. So yeah, I would say Mac Jones is a very good re- uh, recipient for this award this week, just because one, I didn't think he would be doing what he did this week, and three tutties on three hundred yards is pretty good. On a day. Yeah. I mean, the it should be noted the Pats were really close to winning that game. They ended up losing 25-20, but yeah, Mac that, Jones yeah. led them on a drive down the field to try to yeah, win the game. To almost close out. Yeah. Yeah. On true. fourth and eleven, I believe it was, he hit Keyshawn Butte, our just guy couldn't from LSU. Get his foot down. Yeah. He just couldn't get the toe tap down. If he could have got yeah. the other toe down, they're first and goal. Um, so um Good day for Mac. Tough that they didn't quite get the win against the Eagles, but they did play well, especially after the Eagles kind of jumped on them early. They were able to come back and make that thing a real game, almost come out with the win. Um, one one more quick note. Also, who is he throwing to? You know what I mean? He's got Juju. You mentioned Kendrick Bunte, Horn, Juju Smith, Kendrick, uh, uh, Juju Smith. I actually like their weapons. Hunter Henry. Really? I actually I don't, th- yeah, I don't actually, know no one, bro. I, I yeah, know yeah. Juju is there and Butte because we talked about him. Kendrick Horn's good. So is Hunter Henry. Uh huh. Well, yeah. yeah, I got something to look into. <laughs> yeah, um, do my research. My guy who was cooking though, and I'm talking like chefing, bro, like five star. Like this man is on the bear. If you've yeah. seen that TV show, uh, Tua Tagovailoa. Oh my gosh, yeah, another Alabama. Meal, bro, let me tell you, another Alabama QB. By the way, we featured two Alabama QBs today. Oh, yeah. Um, similarly cool. to Stafford, people talked about Tua being done this off season. Yeah. Right. They talked about the injuries, the concussions they hit to the head. Hey, he should retire. Oh, Tua put on weight in the offseason. Ryan Clark was very critical of him. Tua clapped back and was like, yo, keep your name out of my mouth or my <laughs> name out of your mouth. Uh, said all, you know, kind of stood up and was like, yo, I've worked really hard and I'm ready to go. And yeah. you know what? Anyone he who's been it. doubting him in the offseason can't say anything after his performance today because that man yeah. ate. He came out in week one. He threw for 466 yards. 
466 yards. This dude threw for almost 500 yards in one game, number one. He had three touchdowns, including the game winner on the road to Tyreek Hill. They went into L.A., beat the Chargers 36-34. He has an absolutely special connection with Tyreek Hill, who we talked about earlier, and Mm -hmm. Jalen Waddle, might I add. He played with great poise. He made every throw that his team needed him to make. The yeah, last throw, the touchdown high. to Tyreek, was an absolute dot. Yeah, that was insane, bro. That that yeah, watching the ending of that game was crazy. It was a I knew it was gonna be a shootout for one. It just gotta be. We talked about the Chargers D and just watching both of those dudes go to work was crazy. And then the, the D on the after that touchdown from Tyreek just closed it out, two sacks, made Herbert just, you know. Couldn't get it done. It was it was a great game, just watching alone, and then Tua definitely balled it. Um, and before we get to the next award, which might be my favorite, by the way, uh, <laughs> just a quick scores update: Cowboys thirty three, Giants zero in the third quarter. That's tough. Jeez. I will say I had I had the ESPN open so I could look at the scores periodically, but once it was like twenty six nothing, I was like, I don't, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> tough, tough day for the Giants. Yeah. So the Boo Boo Evans Award that we're gonna get into <laughs> right now, it it comes to our guy. I think his real name's Jordan, Jordan Evans. Wherever you're at, bro. Sorry, you're you're the the leader of this award, but it's basically a player who you know didn't perform at all, <laughs> nearly. You know, the they, they talked up a high hope. Yeah, they yeah, talked the up high hopes all week, and then you know yeah. they they came to the game and goose egged or something. You know, so the guy this who's week... getting the award this week is like the perfect. Like we should almost <laughs> rename it to his name, the Boo Boo <laughs> Evans and blah 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 award. I don't want to give it away, but like yeah. perfect. I had I had an original dude who I swapped out because I remember seeing on X the the memes going crazy for this guy. It was like. This ball, if you could believe it or not, it was actually a pick six, right? So <laughs> for the winner this week, Kadarius Tony, my guy, you know, hopefully you can figure it out next week. But my dude had one catch for negative one yards on five targets. Wow. wow. Rough yeah. night for him. I mean, yeah, he, boo-booed, sure. he boo-booed all over the place, no question. And we talked and about it, it, it was, bit. And it was not only that, the biggest stage probably for the year until like playoffs because the first game of the year everyone's hyped for football to be back you know it's just probably one one thing you don't want to do you know yeah unfortunately for kt he's gonna come back up in our next segment as well sorry but um we'll uh look look forward to talking about him on our turnover (laughs) on downs because you know my dude's at his lowest of lows right now so Kadarius, please get it figured out because we don't want to see you back down here as the name of yeah. the award going forward, we 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 want to get you on the dog Jody's dog of the week instead. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta out. drop at least two tutties and a hundred yards to get up there. Yeah, we need okay. the big performance for you to to make a comeback, <laughs> to bounce back. Yeah, no. Question. Yeah, yeah. But this turnover on downs, I was speaking of. We got four four different you know plays per se, you know, or downs. And first, we got you talking about. Uh, a trend that you've seen in the league, at least for the week or going forward, you know, like something something predominant that has been used all around the league. So what do you got for us this week? Yeah, well, I like to keep track of like what's happening in the NFL, right? Um, in terms of 
just just trends and usually they're schematic things they could be other things but generally they're schematic yeah. all right so the first thing i've got here if you can see my screen joe are we good there yeah yeah we're gucci right there we got the little okay. flood concept yeah so so if you're listening i'll try and be very descriptive here but if if you're watching you'll be able to see the screen here something i've been noticing the NFL has gone more and more defensively to two high safeties, which makes a ton of sense. Um, the defensive scheme I play, even in high school, has generally always two high safeties. Uh-huh. And the reason being, you you try and eliminate explosive plays from offenses. You want to make them drive the length of the field. You want to make them earn it. You don't want to give the vertical ball over the top, right? Yeah. So yeah, you, you keep two safeties deep. You get two, you know, you keep two safeties deep in order to to keep everything in front of you. The problem with that is, is generally you leave yourself light in the box when you do that because you have two guys deep. You know you have to have two corners. That leaves seven players, and depending on what the offense is doing. Yeah, well, three or four down linemen and then three or four linebackers. Um, And again, personnel-wise, teams generally are playing with, you know, six box guys and then five DBs, right? And two of those five are two high safeties, right? And then you kind of have a nickel guy and – Depends on what, what what scheme you're playing, where you put him. <laughs> but point being, defenses have kept these two high safeties, but someone like Seattle last year, they got gashed in the run game, right? So what they do, if you're what if you're seeing, they have this nickel guy out here, right? And he's trying to cheat. So what they're doing is they're leaving these slot receivers uncovered and they're bringing this nickel corner or nickel safety, nickel backer, whoever it is is cheating towards the box so that you can fill run gaps and not give up the run, right? Even though you have two high safeties. So this is a trend from defenses. Well, the way that offenses are now countering that is you'll see they're going to throw the quick hitch to the slot. So teams have really begun going RPO. And instead of running this guy in the slant behind it, they're running either the out route or the quick sit route right where that backer used to be right? Because now they're closer to the box to cheat him for run, run fit because they don't have the safety there. Now they're kind of, they're leaving the slots open because that safety is too deep to make the play. And that nickel guy is too far inside to make that play. The shade. Yeah. So you'll watch, you know, they'll clear out the corner with the number one receiver running the vertical. That'll take the corner's eyes away just long enough. And they're going to give this run fake, which takes this nickel corner's feet and eyes inside just enough so that Stafford can fit this throw into the slot hitch right away on second and goal here from about the 17-yard line. And you'll see it gets them 16 yards on second and goal. So here you go. Stafford puts it in a perfect spot. Puka Nakua, the guy who we shouted out, breaks the tackle by the corner initially and is able to drag him all the way down to the one-yard line. Big-time play, but you'll just see, again, he runs a little sit route. We're going to get the play action fake. It keeps that nickel guy inside. He can't get back out there to make the play because Stafford throws it to Nakua's outside yeah. shoulder. I was going to say, what a spot on that ball to make sure yes. he can get it away from the defender. It's a it's a great spot you know, on the throw by Stafford um, and and a great play by Puka Nakua to then not only him, catch it, yeah. Break but to drag that guy. Yeah, to drag that guy all the way down to the to the goal line. So just a just a quick little thing, so that when you're watching football, um, you know if you're looking at it, you're like, hey, that team defense playing two high safeties. Oh, that nickel corner's cheating inside. Are is that team going to throw the quick slot hitch? 
Um, that's just the trend, you know, and, it, and offenses react to defenses and defense react to offense. So, yeah. so as the season goes, look for teams, defenses to sort of make, have a counter to teams throwing that slot hitch. And it may be scooting the safety up in certain downs and distances. It may uh-huh. be keeping the backer out in certain downs and distances. Depends on what they're doing schematically, but just look for that. Second down, Jody, do you Sir. have a bet for the coming week? Of football, so sadly enough, for the people. Sadly enough, we haven't gotten any any bets on the upcoming week. So the only one I could give you is, I'm taking the Jets tomorrow to win the game. You know, it's at plus one hundred five. So you get a little bit of you get a little extra cheese on your one dollar or ten bucks, whatever you're you're betting, whatever allows it in your pocket. But that's the best I could do is for tomorrow's game. I'm rolling with the Jets at home over the Bills. You don't like any of the spreads for next week's games? I don't. I haven't. I don't have them. What are you looking oh, on? I, I, on ESPN, they've got them, dude. Do you want? You want oh. me to give you? You want me to run down the list real quick? Uh, I'll just look it up. Real brief, like sorry, sorry to the fans. You know, this is a bad pos- bad, co- blah, blah, blah. bad podcasting right here. But we'll, we'll get you. <laughs> we got. <laughs> they don't have lines for every game, but almost all of them. Okay. Um, they don't have Jets, Cowboys because those teams and they're Giants, playing. Cardinals because they're playing. So, but every other game they have a line. All right. Um. You know what? I might need you to just tell me, unless if if I hit. So Thursday night football, they've got the Vikings at the Eagles. Philly is a seven and a half point favorite. Okay, I got you. I got you now. I see him. I see him. Okay. 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 Based off the first couple games, I'm looking at. I might take Ravens to win that game. I don't know what the what the amount you win is going to be, but since he's minus three, since he's minus three, that's, that's, uh, that's looking good in my eyes for the Ravens so far. Let me keep scrolling. Denver minus three might be tough. Three and a half, I guess. Sorry. Packers minus one. I like that. He's a lot actually. Mm. I I do like the Packers. We'll get into that a little bit too, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We will. Let's see. Yeah, you know, I'm rolling. I'm rolling that Ravens game. I think that's that's one I like the most so far, or okay. even the Packers. Packers. I I would say the Ravens just can get more juice out of your money because it's minus three for the Bengals. But Ravens to win that game or Packers to win. I'm going Ravens for sure. That's the one I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw out to the fans. Ravens to win. Okay, sounds good. Ravens, your bet for next week, everybody. Yeah. I like them. I. Oh whoa! <laughs> All right, the, the stream is back. I heard the little noise. Like, wait, what? Uh huh. Threw me off. So we've got my third down breakdown. Every week, I'll give you guys a third down play that I really thought was a crucial play in a game. Break it down for you: what they're doing on offense, what they're doing on defense, and explain what happened and why. So, first, we'll start with the offense. This is third and six with about 10 minutes left in the third quarter. The Chiefs are up 14 to seven. Critical third and six right around midfield. They don't want to punt the ball back to the Lions. Um, They want to try and get points, build the lead. You know, they're up seven. They're trying to, you know, pull away from the Lions who are scrappy on the road. So what they're going to do, they've got a little three by one set. They're going to motion in. This is actually your guy, Watson, that you're talking about. They're going to motion in to create the cluster with the other receiver here. I believe that's Marquez Valdez-Scantling. They're going to run what we call double mesh, which means you're going to get the 
the double unders from Kadarius Tony and Marquez Valdez Scantling. And then Watson's going to run the sit route at about 10 yards um, sitting behind them. So the idea is yeah. that these guys clear out the middle of the field and, and take away underneath open. defenders. And then you clear it for Watson to throw him the ball. Um, mm-hmm. On the outside, you've got a guy who's running just a go route, just a clear route. And then Jarek McKinnon is going to step up in the protection and he'll release late. Now what okay. the Lions are doing, the Lions are playing man coverage with their corners. They're going to play what's called a peel technique with Alex Anzalone on the back. So when the back releases, you'll see him go with the back. And then really what they're doing, they've got a, a two high safeties here. They're kind of bracketing. They're playing three on two with these two interior players here. Yeah. And then this safety is free on the on the half field side. Okay. So you're getting essentially like two man on this side, and then they're locking this guy up and playing three over two on this side. All right. Mm-hmm. With okay. again, Alex Anzalone on the on the two man side, he's got to play the back if the back leaks. If the back stays in, he can add. All right. So now we know what both teams are doing. The Chiefs snap it, right? They bring the short motion in. You can see they're clearing the routes right now. The Lions are playing it with their – they're playing their three-on-two, letting it sort out. He'll take the underneath route. The safety is going to have to take the curl, and that will leave rookie Dion Branch free on this side. Now this corner Ryan. has got to run – what did I say? Dion. Ha! Not Dion Branch. That's an old <laughs> name right there. Brian Branch. Thank you. But the corner at the top, he's struggling yeah. to run with Kadarius Tony on the under, right? Yeah. So – which is which is always hard in man coverage to have to run with unders. It's it's a bear, man, because they oh, just yeah. run away from you so quick. You just got to straddle and hope for the so, best. So you can see what Mahomes sees. He sees Kadarius Tony is pulling away. He could yeah. have held the ball another second and probably hit Watson in the middle of the field, wide open. But he makes the right read. He sees Kadarius Tony pulling away from an under route on man coverage. So all you got to do is put it on him and let your receiver run for the first down. Well, he puts it on him. The problem is Kadarius Tony drops the ball. Yeah, rocks. And remember, we said Brian Branch was sitting on this side free. Johnny on the spot, ball pops into his hands. To the house. And he scores. The rookie second rounder, who we really liked in the draft. He was one of my top safeties in the draft. Yeah. I believe I think I had him as my either my, my favorite or my second best safety. Um, I think but, he was my favorite. I'm and... Uh, and already showing up and making plays for the Lions on a yeah, critical yeah. third down. This was a huge momentum changer. It tied the game at 14 and completely changed the outlook of what was going on in that game and uh, obviously contributed to a Lions win. So big time for the Lions that their rookies, Jameer Gibbs, Brian Branch, and even Jack Campbell, all showing up big in the win. Despite people mm-hmm. saying they didn't like the Lions draft, I told all you people <laughs> you were wrong, that they had a great draft. Regardless of the positions they drafted, those yeah. guys are awesome. That's for sure. So fourth down, closing out our turnover on downs. It's going to be my bad beat of the week. Let's just say, you know, it's a team near and dear to my heart, the Broncos. They lost by a point. And you know what happened for them to lose by a point? Their kicker, Will Lutz, missed a PAT, which could have mm. led it to overtime. Which, you know, hopefully they would have pulled one out at that point. But they lost, and I had them winning. So that's going to be my bad beat all due to a PAT miss, which is why they pushed it back so that that could happen more often. That is a bad beat. That's tough. Yeah, not, not fun over here. I had, I had all my parlays not do well. 
I had uh, going in after my lunch or after after I got off of work, I pulled it up. I lost three out of my four in the fourth one. Uh, you know, I, I it lost due to the Seahawks losing and the Broncos not winning, and so it was all bad. Mm-hmm. All Sorry, bad. dude. No, it's whatever. I, I don't I don't bet the big bucks. I just bet for funsies. But it's always <laughs> it's always tough when you're like, man, I I won away. You know, I had I had NCAA one. I missed because I think I had Houston winning and they lost in overtime or I had the spread long story short and they, they didn't, they didn't cover that. So, okay. Good times over here in the, in the spread department. All right. So finishing out the week here, our last segment, we've got the coaches Q and a, this is so, yeah. uh, Jody's opportunity to ask me questions. <laughs> yeah. It's a- this one, I'm going to keep it simple this week. You know, first week under our belt, keep it light. So my first question for you is, is there a team that shocked you or stood out to you in, in uh, this first week of games? Well, I think there was three games in particular that were standouts. I mean, actually, even the Sunday night game is a little bit shocking, quite frankly. Yeah. Not that the Cowboys won, but how they're and winning. The Giants aren't Yeah, that the Giants all. are so, yeah. so bad tonight. Um, but really, I think the most surprising game of the day, the Buccaneers winning in Minnesota. Um, that mm-hmm. was a team that I had winning three or four games this year. Yeah, both um, of us. I, I just thought that the questions at quarterback were too great. However, the infrastructure of a championship football team is still there. You still have Mike Edwin, Mike Mike Evans, Evans. and Chris Godwin, and you still have those guys on defense 45. that are really fast, really good. White. So I do think that uh, – they surprised me, but maybe I shouldn't have been surprised. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think exactly. they're they're probably going to be better than than what we expected. I do think the Steelers getting rocked at home by the 49ers mm, was surprising. Another big one. And I think the Rams winning the way that they won on the road in Seattle was surprising. But the most yeah. surprising of all of those was definitely the Buccaneers getting a victory in Minnesota. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I remember when me and Johnny were talking about these games before, and he's like, the Steelers, man, I think they might be able to – to pull that one off and then i saw i the thought score. so too yeah i saw the score and said whoa this is i don't know how everything played out like i said but definitely surprising that it was that big of a point differential the niners jumped on them early from the jump mm-hmm. i mean defensively they were all over the place they created a few turnovers really quick and yeah just racked up points <laughs> all right so my second question for you i guess my last one we only got a couple on here is going to be who do you think whether a player or a team will be better than we originally expected at the start of the season. Um, I don't necessarily think that it's you and I like this team. They may be yeah. even better than we thought, but I think definitely better than the general public thought the mm. Packers. I think yeah. a lot of people thought, Oh no, Jordan, no, no Aaron Rodgers. This team's going to take a step back. They don't have the veteran yeah, receivers. They're that looking they had. Nice. Turns out Jordan Love is really good. I tried to tell you that in the offseason. Joe, I think I convinced you at one point. No, you right? did. You did. When we did the the NFC North, definitely you you put them on my map. They they were yeah. they were off that for sure. And then we talked about I was like, you know, maybe, maybe Jordan Love could be real. And, and, so and he looked real today. Unfortunately for Bears fans, the agony of going from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love may just kill some of these Bears fans. <laughs> The Packers still dominated them. Jordan Love looks real. Aaron Jones was awesome. Mm-hmm. Their receivers in their second year, Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson, were great. 
Their defense, though, the Packers' defense looks absolutely real. Yeah. They balled out today. They had like a um, pick, I think. They had they had a defensive uh, touchdown on a on a pick mm-hmm. six from Quay Walker. Um, yeah, they really they had the Bears fans booing their own offense mm-hmm. today. That's how good the Packers' defense was. Um, so that Packers team, they you know I know everyone loves the Lions. I know yeah. everyone's ready for the Lions to win that. Be a dog fight for that. For it's sure. gonna be tough with the pack that Packers team, and I still think the Vikings and the Bears could play mm-hmm. a factor, even though both yeah. those teams lost Week One. But yeah, don't don't count out the Packers in the NFC North if you're on that Lions hype train because that's still going to be a battle. Yeah, no, I I will say for sure when the the glimpses I got to see of that Packers game while at the gym was was looking good. The defense was definitely great. I, I think they forced a fumble on Justin Fields on a run, even like mm-hmm. couple couple things they were definitely trending up for sure, and they're on people's maps. I gotta believe, especially after this first game. No doubt. But, but to close out this week of awards, we got our usual, the banger of the week. What you got for us, bro? The banger of the week. So generally this is, you know, we're giving you something that we, we like, you know, whether it's pop culture, music, movies, TV show, food, whatever it is. And usually these are new things. But you know what? This week, I'm just going with an oldie but goodie. The class. And uh, I heard it the other day. Uh-huh. First time I heard it in a while. And it took me back to high school because the song yeah. always does. Because this was the song that we listened to before every single varsity football game. And we always listened to it right before Three we walked out. Words. And we were all just going crazy walking out of the tunnel because this yeah. was the last song we listened to. This was the song that inspired the Eagles on their <laughs> first champion or their, you know, their first Super Bowl yeah. win ever. Yeah. It's Nightmares and Dreams by Meek Mill, and that song still bangs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Listened to Fast. it the other day, for, like I said, for the first time in a long time, and I was like, yep, the song is still that good. <laughs> what, what can I ask? What was the context of you listening to this song? Oh, you know what, you know what happened? It came on during, uh, during our pregame warm-up on Friday. Oh, really? And I was like, stadium? oh. And I was feeling it. I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm a coach, right? So it doesn't matter if I'm Yeah, high. yeah. I'm really, you yeah, don't yeah. want to be hyped up. You'd. You know, you want to be excited for the kids, whatever. But I was kind of like yeah. throwing throwing footballs and warm ups to the kids, and I'm like, oh yeah, dude, I'm I'm getting ready to go right now. <laughs> I wish I could play. It's calm. <laughs> I'm yeah, telling yeah, you, it no. just instantly. I mean, certain songs or smells or foods can just yeah, like, yeah, take you associate with sure. like a time in your life, yep. and it instantly took me back to playing high school football. Yeah, no doubt. I I already got the vision in my eyes, bro. We're I'm sitting down on that bench in the locker room. Right next to that door, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Sitting there, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Y'all thought I was finished. What, 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 oh, what was that fool's name, bro? Nigel, our guy Nigel, going crazy. In the oh corner. yeah, dude. Nigel used dude. to go super hard. To that, that was song. a jam, yeah. bro. That was a jam. Yeah, yeah, our junior year, that was the most fun yeah. team, man. We yeah. we we would crank that thing to like a hundred. Yeah. And then walk out with it. Oh my gosh, dude, that was awesome. Yeah, no yeah, question. Takes you for back. Sure. Yeah, I saw you right down. Still bangs. I just started laughing because I knew exactly yeah. you're going with that. Yeah, it still goes hard. It still goes, man. Um, all right. Can't can't wait for week two of the NFL season. Gonna be some big games on our radar. You know, not not the least of which 49ers, Rams, uh, Ravens, Bengals. Like we've got some good stuff. However, mm-hmm. I'm still excited for tomorrow night. 
Yeah. Jets Bills. We're going to have Jets to talk about that one next crazy. week. Yeah, we definitely got to get that recap. Hopefully, y'all fans could be happy that we made some money on that one tomorrow. But, yeah, that's going to be a dogfight. We get to see Aaron Rodgers first time. Well, Rodgers playing a regular season game in the Jets. Yeah. You know, it's going to be something crazy. Probably a, a shootout. Man. Probably mm-hmm. a shootout to the wire. There's a lot of things to look forward to in that game. And no hopefully we don't, we don't get disappointed on a low-scoring game because that's not what we expect at all. For sure. All right, but well, yeah. until we talk about that next weekend, you can listen Ray to Ray. our guy Ray Ray. Take us yes, out. Sir.
for now to seduce it back and press play. I'm reminiscing about the times that we used to have and everything that we used to do when we used to laugh. It's been a minute, I want to know how you been, though. Close my eyes and hope you knocking at my window. 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 Yeah.